Okay, so this is uh, the first time I'm going at this. If uh, you guys are following the Walmart page, you know me. I'm the Jew bag, but this is the official Walmart podcast. And I am here today with a personal friend of mine and a wrestling fan, Mr. Aaron Romero. And we're a little late on the punch, but who gives a fuck? I'm here to give you and uh, our review of WrestleMania 36, night one and two. What so, up, yeah, I was gonna say you want to go ahead and tell everybody who you are. But I, I fucked that one up, but um, we'll fix that one in post. Uh, so, <laughs> Botchamania, <laughs> Botcham motherfucking mania. We're getting started, all right. Uh, right. So, the first thing I want to talk about before we get into the matches is. The empty arena definitely had an effect on my enjoyment of the show. Right, I totally agree. Um, I, I don't immediately mean to go to the, the AEW thing, but I definitely feel AEW is taking the right approach with putting wrestlers around the ring so that there's at least some sound and whatnot, you know. And, like, you, there's definitely some wrestlers where you can see they're struggling with the empty arena as well. Yeah, it definitely, there were certain matches that I guarantee you I probably would have enjoyed more if there would have been some kind of crowd uh, reaction. For example, uh, the, the kickoff show, Cesaro versus Drew Gulak. That should be a dream match in anybody's book. But, you know, it really wasn't. Right, especially with the Ring of Honor marks. You would think they've been eating that shit up, man. Yeah, you know, exactly. And that should have been just a technical wrestling fucking clinic and, and and also I'm going to say this right now I hate Cesaro's new finisher I know that he used that spot a lot in the Indies but he never pinned yeah. people with it it was just a spot it looked cool I hate I've never liked one of his finishers in WWE he's never had anything that looked believable to pin people I think that's part of the reason why he has a problem getting over well, I didn't necessarily have any gripes with Cesaro personally in the match, but I get what you're saying. Um, my problem was they kind of made Gulak more or less look like enhancement talent um, when at the previous uh, pay-per-view or whatnot, him and Brian went at it, and he basically went over on Brian, you know, so it had, 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 like, the best, had the best match on the card almost. Right, and it almost kind of like demeans that, that win and whatnot. Yeah, but, you know, WWE's really good at giving people a little bit of heat just to take it away the next show. But, you know, right. I'm not going to spend too much time on that because this is, this is just, you know, the pre-show. But I, I agree. I don't know. this. I agree with Cesaro going over, sure. But this match could have been so much more and should have been so much more. Right. So the next one we have on the card was the Women's Tag Team Championship, Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, before I get into this, I called a heel turn from Alexa Bliss on this months ago, and we still haven't got it. And now they're gotten over his baby faces, so I don't think we will be getting that. Right, maximum baby faces. And, and man, I feel so bad for the Kabuki Warriors. They, they have just been their, – their run as women's tag team champions has just been abysmal. Well, right, it's uh, – it's more or less was just an Asuka push. It was very similar to what uh, we saw uh, with one of the Usos' previous runs uh, a few years back where what, Jimmy was just getting the push in wrestling solo matches, you know? It just they yeah. doing his basic bullshit. And, and another, another thing that I, I'm, I'm so tired of, and this is, 
this is an overall symptom of WWE in general. When somebody's not getting over as a bad guy, they make them dance. Right, right, right. I'm so I'm so tired of the Oscar dance. I am a fan of Oscar, but I'm a fan of the quiet killer who only needs about three words and then she kicks your teeth out. What happened to her? Well, I, don't know. I personally find the gimmick entertaining, but I get what you're saying. Uh, it's it's Vince's approach to the character. It's not her being able to do what she wants, you know, or or, or what she's good at, but. Right, what, right. Why? And, and this, this is, I'm going to say this, I don't mean to be mean when I say this, but why is it necessary for her to scream in Japanese? Could we get a translator? I bet that's a good-ass promo. Well, right. It's, you know, it's just, like I said, more Vince's bullshit, you know. I, I feel like I'm just waiting for this to be Kai and Tai 2.0. I'm waiting for one of them to come out and say, yeah, we are yep. people. You know, right, that's right. where we're at, but... So let's, let's actually right. talk about the match. This was a good match. It always is with, you know, this kind of talent in the ring. Uh, right. All, I was going to say all four that? ladies, phenomenal wrestlers and whatnot. So, you know. But this is, this is another match that you could definitely tell was hampered because there weren't anybody cheering. The moment when Nikki pulls open her, her, her vest, whatever, that would have been a huge pop from the crowd. Right. Um. Something I would say though about that match, it it reminded me of like the the indie bingo hall what matches and whatnot right. with uh, Nikki because of the sounds she was making and whatnot, you know. Uh, and what should have been a big crowning moment for a babyface team, Alexa Bliss and Nick Cross, they 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 are crowned the new women's tag team champions. Well, okay, so my personal opinion here, man, is when you get a champion, the champion should either elevate the belt or the belt should elevate the champions and I don't really feel that Nikki Cross or Alexa Bliss at this point are enhanced by those tag titles not that that's necessarily their fault it's just the women's titles don't like 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 an example here uh when uh damn it drugs son of a bitch (laughs) Uh, when the Iconics won the uh tag championships and, uh, you gotta get the for them. Well, okay, but like what I'm saying though is like that enhanced them. You know what I'm saying? It made them look better, gave them a little bit of a push. I feel like Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross like will be the same with or without the titles. You know? Yeah, pretty much. Right. I, but I, I guess I, like, I will, we're not really. My bad. Oh no, I, I will concur with you with that. It, it, it seems. It seems like an odd pairing. It's, I've, I've had issues with it since the beginning, but unfortunately, and this is going to piss off uh, one of uh, the runners, one of the admins of the page, the, the, old, the old Walmart page, I'm not a fan of Alexa Bliss. Jay Roman, old, old Rizzo, I'm, I'm not a fan of Alexa Bliss. I'm not. Uh, I, I believe she's better as an on-screen personality, but she's not that great in the ring and never really has been. Uh. Yeah, I've personally been entertained, you know, but that's my opinion. Just how yeah, everybody opinion. has their everybody has their opinion. That's the best part about wrestling, right? Yeah, for sure, right? You purchase that ticket, you're allowed to think what you want. You know, you pay exactly. that network subscription, think so, what you want. So yeah, this is this is a match. This this next this next match is the definition of piss break. Uh, King Corbin sure. versus uh, versus Elias. Uh, I want to get this out of my system before we begin. Hashtag fuck Baron Corbin forever. I do not like Oof. this guy. So I've personally been a fan. 
Oh, okay. We won't do this. I, w- I won't make you justify versus my hate. So let's just talk about it. No, no, no. Fact. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. So Elias starts off hot with a guitar shot, you know, and this is right. this is some, this is also another situation where the crowd not being there, this, this, what took place on SmackDown to make this match happen should have given it at least that blood you feel, and it didn't right. have it. Right. I hate that that's my, my overall feeling, but I'm going to keep coming back to this. But, uh, yeah, you know, Elias goes over Corbin. Um, Baron Corbin, evidently, his kryptonite is the quick roll-up. Who knew? Right, some vintage wrestling right there, my man. <laughs> some vintage wrestling right there. WCW, uh, you know? Right yeah. writing. Oh, man. That, that's what I mean when I said this match was the, just a piss break. It was, it was a whole lot of nothing. Well, so, like, I'm, I'm trying to compliment Corbin by this by saying I feel his mic skills heavily improved, but they still felt very, like, generic. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you played any of the the wrestling video games, it felt like the generic custom character voice, you know what I'm saying, was like his, but the shit he was, he was shooting, you know? Yeah, it's their creator wrestler gimmick here. Now, uh, here's the thing. There are times in his career where I've seen potential greatness out of him, and it usually involves when he's in there with a really, really good opponent. Elias, example, isn't, that op- Elias isn't that opponent. Uh, uh, Elias is also another one of those characters that's kind of just his, his gimmick is all he is, and once he gets to the ring, it's, it's, it's all sizzle, not a lot of things. Right, he's are. like the, the, the steroid, right, nice. He's the uh, steroid version of Seth Rollins, you know, his bodyguard. <laughs> double, yeah, you know? he definitely, him and Seth Rollins definitely look like their daddy could have been related. Right, cousins at least. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. So again, like, like, like I said, this, this one was it was good that it showed up and went away quick. Uh, Baron Corbin, uh, again, loses to the quick roll-up. Now, this this next match, this match actually kind of hurt me because I really wanted this to be great, and it wasn't. I did not enjoy Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch at all. Yeah, uh, likewise, man, um, especially with how big of a push Becky got last year. You know, everyone wanted Becky to win the title from uh, Ronda Rousey, and here we are now. Uh, like you just said, ugh. Tell me, tell me the, if she couldn't have pulled that fucking truck in and had the fans lose their shit, that that wouldn't have added at least a couple extra points to this match. <laughs> I feel like Vince purchased that before all the corona shit, and he was like, God damn it, we're going to use that no matter what. Going to use it anyway, fuck it. So right. this is the, the reason why I'm disappointed, honestly, isn't it Becky? I expected so much more from Shayna Baszler. I have watched her just be so amazing in NXT, and she just felt a half a step off in this match. Yep. Um, she She's feeling very green over here on the main and roster. Not, you know what I'm saying? She's not. That's the thing. She's a better wrestler than fucking Ronda. She's been doing it longer. Her gimmick is, and Ronda's gimmick are the same, and hers is, and she's better at it. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's just her being out of her element, you know what I'm saying, because she had Triple H to work with, and she had all her Florida friends and all her Florida stuff down there, and now she's on the road, and, you know, like, I, I don't know if she's ever done that life, you know what I'm saying? No you know, one that's, tours that's, like the WWE. That's very true. And, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the thing. Maybe they didn't have a, a lot of chance to get together and really rehearse it, because 
some of her best spots just looked bad. And, and, and another thing, I don't know what WWE's beef is with letting her use the body scissors when she uses her therapeutic clutch. It just looks like a sleeper when she doesn't apply the full MMA-style submission. Right. It's, it's all a mess with her right now, for sure. Yeah, and, and they need to fix it. Uh, and if she's supposed to be the heir apparent, man, I was so surprised Becky got over. And the way she got over, how many more times are they going to use this finish against Shayna? Well, right. It's just like Vince isn't even trying anymore with any of that. No, and you can tell, and that sucks. Because, uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to announce something that I'm sure everybody already knows, but the XFL is dead again. Suspended, brother, but yes. Oh, man, I hope so, because that was, that was our hope for, you know, some better writing. But I'm going to move past <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to move past this. Uh, Becky wins with a quick, with a, a roll-up during the Carafuda Clutch. Shayna left looking kind of dumb. Right, looking like she doesn't know what she's doing in a wrestling ring, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Intercontinental Championship match, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. This is another match that should have been fucking amazing. Right, two indie darlings right there that two, everyone yeah. loves. Somebody, somebody made the joke, they were like, if anybody's used to wrestling in front of nobody, it would be Bryan Daniel for the Dallas America. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, man? So... Uh, before before we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the match, uh, Sami Zayn is doing his best uh, impersonation of uh, Fidel Castro at this point. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's actually uh, something I wanted to point out in my notes, like uh, his green pants and just the, the ridiculous of it. You know, it's, it's that less is more uh, mentality. You know, and I, I'm liking this. I really am, and I'm, I'm even digging – the whole needing Nakamura and Cesaro to watch his back. I kind of liked how Cesaro looked like a bouncer at a bad nightclub that some of us can't get into, you know? And, and <laughs> the overall idea of this match could have been great, but the execution was just shit. Well, right, and I'm pretty sure uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were two of the individuals that were speaking out about how they didn't want to be performing without the, the crowd and whatnot. So I'm, I'm going to just assume fucking Sami's heart wasn't completely in the match. And, you know, Daniel Bryan's a good company man, so he's going to do what he can. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Bryan. Bryan and AJ both, honestly, to be hanging it up in the next year or two. Oh, especially AJ, man. He's getting up there in age, and, like, he's had some yeah. rough earlier matches in TNA and whatnot. Yeah, well, and that's that's something I, I, I do want to talk about, where it feels like these indie guys, they have to kill themselves to make a name for themselves, and then when they make it to where they can make a name for themselves, they're so injury-prone, they can't do anything. Right, and by the time they do get the WWE, they only have a few years in them, you know? Yep, yep. So... Sammy wins with a hell of a, a hell of a kick out of a. I guess it would have been a, a, an axe handle or something. I don't know what spot Brian was going for, but uh, Sammy then picks up the win due, due to some fuckery on the outside. Uh, Drew Gulak was definitely involved in this. I like the story with Brian and Gulak. Uh, I heard rumor that they might want to introduce poor Chad Gable into this uh, this trio, and I'd be okay with that because it, hopefully it would kill 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 Shorty G. Yeah, I suppose. Like, I don't necessarily want Chad Gable inserted, but if it means acts in that Shorty G shit, 
all aboard now, you know. I mean, That's how you I mean, said. You were a fan of their American Alpha, weren't you? Oh, yeah, man. I was popping hard, especially back in the NXT days. You know, when they, they had that first title run, it was like, oh, my God, these are my boys. <laughs> it was like it was like a second coming of the Steiner brothers, you know what I mean? They were just they were so Completely. fucking good in the ring. They were so good in the ring. But, uh, right. yeah, I, I would really, really like if Chad Gable was in, inserted in that so it would end that. Now, this next match I'm a big fan of, but it was fucking weird. I have never seen the Tag Team right. Championship defended in a singles match. Never. Right. Well, I'm gonna. Right. I'm gonna start with my goddamn Miz mark. So I was just, you know, I was already yeah, was, disattached from Miz not being in it. Okay. Now I agree with you that that was odd, but at least they picked the most athletic of the team, or of of, of oh. the members of, of each team. Well, right. Um, while I was tweeting during the event, one of the things I was saying is this is probably the match of the night just because of these athletes and what they can do and whatnot. And unfortunately, I was wrong. You know. Yeah, another one. Of, this is another one of those matches where the fucking crowd just sucked. The, the, no crowd sucked the life out of what was a, a spot fest. Uh, right. uh, I remember. It, I, I really, really wanted to like this match, and there were parts of it that were really good. Uh, Morrison right. literally running down the ropes to execute that Spanish fly. Could you? Could you right. imagine? The, the, there is no there is no roof on on Raymond James Stadium, but the the roof that wasn't there would have been blown off of it. Right, true, true. Uh, and, and I will say this though, I, I give this match credit because the ending was very original. I have never seen a tag match or a, a ladder match end that way. Right, Vince was all like, "This is good shit. We haven't done this before." <laughs> yeah, you know, but now that means that it'll be done at least a hundred times now because it was good shit once. Right, we will definitely see it within the next eight years, for sure. I bet you money that's how the women's money in the bank uh, ladder match ends. Right, of 2022. Yeah, so uh, Morrison gets the deuce after uh, taking a vicious headbutt from Kofi and um, Jay Uso. Uh, he falls off of both ladders while holding on to the belts, and they pick up the deuce. Morrison and Miz, right. Miz, Miz, Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, oh, oh. By the way, that rap song, whoever wrote that, is a goddamn <laughs> genius. They're a fucking genius. <laughs> uh, I love the visuals, man, because, like, you can tell, like, Miz is all about it and loves it, and Morrison is just doing it because his boy wants him to, and, like, you know, Vince was all like, and he's, he's making a, and he's making a shit ton of money. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Because like my man went off, and he basically became the the champion and like the main event wherever he went. You know, just to return to WWE and fall back into the same exact role he had prior to leaving. You know. Yep, I guarantee he walked back in as soon as he walked back in. Vince was like, "I've got a great idea. We're gonna put you with the Miz." Yeah, back with the Miz again. Back with the Miz again. If it ain't broke, don't fix it out. Right. I need to make Miz face because of his TV show. I don't like face Miz. I don't need face Miz. I want smarmy prick heel Miz. I just need the Miz in general. But, like, yes, I definitely – he, he you know, he almost uh, – him and MJF would be a great feud. You know what I'm saying? That prick oh. Miz versus right. God, oh, God. damn, that's, that's beautiful. It'll never, <laughs> ever happen. <laughs> right. Miz, right. Miz will die in WWE. 
But yeah. man, what a fucking what a what a promo. Right. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the the next the next thing we get to, uh uh this was something that I honestly couldn't give a rat's ass about. The twenty four championship the twenty four seven championship uh was I guess Mojo Raleigh beat uh R Truth. Uh, I hate I hate Rob Gronkowski. I don't I don't care about Gronk. I don't I don't want him to be involved because him being involved means Mojo's involved, and they both they both need to go away forever. Well, my initial opinion on Gronk is this is a business and entertainment, so that's how Vince is looking at it. And Gronk yeah. is at least a fan of the the product. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. at least th- this guy that's going to be pushed is at least someone that likes the WWE which is way more acceptable to past situations we had where, like, that Jersey Shore bitch was being pushed. You know what I'm saying? That bitch doesn't like wrestling or care about wrestling. This is true. So, like, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely giving me a better opinion on this than, than my hard-edged Mark thought. But I, I, just, right. I know he, he's going to be a WWE trying. champion. You know he's going to be a WWE champion just because of the name. And I don't he, mean the fact that. Right. I don't know about world champion, but he'll 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 do something. The main concern about Gronk is he stopped playing football due to how injury prone he was. So this is going to be a very Goldberg situation where we highlight his strong points and have to hide his weaknesses because he does not have a long a long wrestling life ahead of him. No, he does not. And also, right. this just kind of smacks of the uh, the box deal. Right, 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 exactly. You know, it all goes into the entertainment aspect and the business and whatnot. So the next match we have on the card was Kevin Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, and I have I have loved this, this this feud between the two of them. It's given them both something great to do. And if Brock Lesnar wasn't the world champion, I believe this would be the Raw main event picture. I love Kevin Owens, huge fan, been a fan since he was Kevin Steen in Ring of since Honor. Since the Kevin Steen days, yep, absolutely. Right, uh, right. Kill, Steen, kill, kill Steen, kill, I go way back right. to that. And the, the same with Seth Rollins, all the way back to the Tyler Black days, you know what I mean? Right, the first time I saw Seth Rollins was when he flipped off that fat kid, not like middle finger, but like when he literally jumped off that fat kid's belly to do that flip. Yeah, fuck yeah. That was so fucking insane. That was some YouTube love right there. Um... So this match was it was really good. Uh the, they 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 played out to each other's strength. Uh um I I like I like what they do in the ring together. Um there was a lot of really good spots, but uh Rollins goes for a cheap shot with the bell to, you know, get the easy DQ. And then Kevin Owens right. does what he does best and he cuts a scathing promo on what kind of a piece of shit Seth Rollins is. Challenges into a no DQ match and it's WrestleMania, so of course Rollins has to accept. Right. It felt to me very NWA old school wrestling writing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can you can attack me with this chair, but I still got the shit, brother. You know? Yeah, so de- that, definitely. That, definitely, that definitely, definitely, definitely Cornette had a boner during that. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got exactly what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so during this no DQ match, we get a, the craziest spot of the fucking night. Kevin Owens jumps off of uh, the WrestleMania logo and delivers an elbow drop that was, man, 
I, I kind of thought he right. should have went for his, his his usual maybe frog splash or maybe even the uh, his senton, but I guess that was an elbow drop. Fuck it, it worked, right? I, I just think Seth wasn't really willing to take that bump for whatever reason. I get like Kevin's a bigger dude, but like I I don't know. But, because like, yeah, well, exactly, I I had that same thought pattern. Why isn't he doing his frog splash or a cannonball but, or something? But but what a fucking bump it was. Either way for both of them. My God, uh, right? Uh, Rollins or Owens throws Seth in the ring, hits him with a stunner, gets the pin. One, two, three. Seth or Kevin Owens has official official WrestleMania moment. And boy, what a fucking moment it was. Right. It was a very entertaining match. Yeah, and it was it was good. And this. Was, this is the, this is something I'll, I'll say before we get done. Uh, night one, there were a lot of disappointments about night one. This was not one of them. And um, right, correct. You mentioning Kevin Steen though, I have to bring this up. If if Adam Cole can do Canadian destroyers off the top of cages, <laughs> why can't why can't Kevin yeah. Owens have the package pile driver back? I know truth. Still there? Yep. Okay, cool. I thought we lost it. Yeah, right. man. That, 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 I feel like he's getting the stunner over, but I really, really wish they would just give it back to him. He, he deserves the package pile driver. It's, it's his finish. So many other guys are getting it over, and it was his finish. Right. I remember the first time I saw that, it was like, how did he not just break that guy's neck? And, like, it, it was, it's like when you see Marty – do the, the finger snap thing. It's just one of those, yes. like, oh, my God, how are you doing this? Oh, uh, this is this is not WrestleMania-related, but fucking how good is Marty Skrull? <laughs> oh, whew, I'm super fucking um, upset that I don't get to watch him wrestle Nick Aldis, you know? They yeah, the main event at that, that upcoming Crockett Cup. That would have been fantastic. Okay, Fuck so yeah. this, this next thing, I'm going to shit all over this because I'm allowed to. I hate Goldberg. Yep. I, I, I am so sick and fucking tired of a 50-year-old man believing that Trash. he is Superman. He's su- you're Trash. not, you're not, Bill. Three spears. Three fucking spears burst. Three po- uh, power slams. And, and Braun, Braun Strowman is your new universal champion. Now, good for Braun, I guess, but he only got right. this because Roman pulled out. Let's be honest. And this is the real oh, shit. If Roman would have been involved in this, it would have been three spears versus three spears. So I guess it's, it's, I, I guess it's a little bit better than, than, than one. Oh, fuck me! This this was so bad. This 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 didn't make anyone look good. This this needs to stop. <laughs> well, so my first two initial thoughts here: one, Brown was just thrown into the situation. He had to improv. He did what he had to do. I'm sure he was just trying to make Vince happy. Um, yeah. I'd rather have him have the title than Goldberg. And then on the topic of Goldberg, uh, he was just there because he was upset with his previous run over uh, overseas against Undertaker and whatnot. He didn't want that to be his last last ref, like wrestling moment, you know. So Vince, being a businessman, was like, "I'll give you this one last moment." Blah 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 blah, you know. So I, I, I really hope. I really hope you're right. I really hope you're right. This 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 this, this needs to be done. Right. Truth. So, uh, anything else? Evil Santas. Absolutely. Do you, do you, is there anything else you want to add, add to this, this, uh, this fucking shit saying of a match, or should we move on? 
Uh, you pretty much hit every fucking note on this one, really. Right on. Okay. So, this next match, if you can call it that, um, I mean, what else do you say about the fucking Boneyard match with The Undertaker and AJ Styles? I, I, <sighs> I, I feel like, uh, again, this is, this is for Jay Roman. Shout out to Rizzo. He said that they immediately lost points because Undertaker didn't ride up with two, to uh, Roland by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Uh, so I, I gotta say I like the fact that the hearse pulls up to the to the graveyard, the boneyard, and we we, we fooled into thinking it might be the Undertaker, yeah. but no, right. no, it's AJ Styles popping out of the coffin. I That's fucking bad, loved it. Dude. Oh, I loved oh. it. It was so good. It was it was, it was great heat. fuckery. Heat with me. Yeah, and and, 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 and then AJ. Who who isn't the best actor here? He starts. To, he, he gives us a, a. Oh, I think I hear him coming. And the camera pans out. The camera pans out, and Under, Undertaker flies up on an amazing looking motorcycle, as expected. Now, big evil. I I'm a big fan of the return of the ABA Undertaker. This this match didn't need a 10 minute walking out entrance. This needed exactly what it was. He needed to ride up and start fucking fighting. Right. So this storyline was written by Paul Heyman, um, and Paul Heyman wanted to make it a more personal approach because um, that's just how Paul writes everything. I'm sure everyone's educated on ECW. I won't get into any of that right there. No, we all know that shit. Right, right. So that's why Paul Heyman had uh, Michelle McCool get involved in whatnot. You know, that's classic shit that he would do. So it's just it's cool that we get to see fucking – Mark Hamaway handle this rather than The Undertaker, you know, because it's you're, right, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And you can immediately see that this is designed to expose or to, 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 to shine Taker up and have us not have to watch our hero limp around right. the ring anymore. This, this, this right. wasn't, this wasn't a wrestling match in the sense of what we all think a wrestling match was. And you know what? This is something that you thank Lucha Underground for, and you yep. thank Matt Hardy for, and you thank yep. Kevin Kelly for, because, no, it wasn't Kevin Kelly. Who was, who's the writer that was involved that used to be in TNA? Help me out, man. I'm stumbling. Um, I know there Borash. John. Borash. Yeah, okay, cool. It was Borash. It was Borash. The, the, those are the men you thank for Drugs. these kind of cinematic matches. Uh, so, also, um, I like the blend of the dead man and the ABA taker because he still has some of his quote unquote superpowers. Right, it was very cinematic the way they did it. Still get the, yeah. the, the pops and whatnot. And if, if you didn't, if you didn't enjoy Undertaker talking shit the entire time he's beating AJ's ass, right? So uh, one of the one of the one of the major spots is. Uh, the Gallows and Anderson show up after Undertaker's uh, disposed of AJ for a moment, and right. they ride, or they they show up with, uh, well, I call them Dark Lotus because you know I'm a juggalo and it was a bunch of guys in fucking hoods, so ha ha ha. But I also Undertaker, call them Dark Lotus. <laughs> so we're all we're all in agreement. Dark Lotus jumped the Undertaker with Luke Gallows and Carl Carl Anderson. <laughs> right, that's how I saw it, brother. Oh, that's so good. That's such good shit. So, 
after dispo- after disposing of the Druids and and Gallows and Anderson in in classic Undertaker fuckery, uh, he threw Gallows off the top of a, a, a random caretaker's shed. I guess is what they were on top of some barn that they built, and he tombstones poor Carl Anderson right on the roof. Uh, I don't remember how we got to the spot where AJ uh, knocked Taker into the graveyard or into the grave, uh, but AJ goes to dump uh, dirt on top of the Undertaker because this was at its root the glorified buried alive match. Let's be honest. Uh, But Taker Taker teleports out of the grave and he pops up behind AJ and AJ does his best impersonation of Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween that I've ever seen. Uh, and hello memes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll work on that one when we're done with this. But right. how good, how good was 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 that match? Like, uh, Taker, oh, oh, phenomenal. Uh, when he when he's hugging him, uh, he he's telling him, "I'm not, I'm not gonna hurt you, AJ." And he just kicks him in the fucking face into the into the grave and covers AJ with dirt. I I, I guess when he returns, he's gonna be zombie AJ style. Right. My my favorite line was when he was telling him to take it like a man, knock it off, let's just get this over with, you know? Um, yes. And then, and then my follow-up notes on this would be, um, so this was uh, written and directed by, um, I don't have the name, but the guy Matt Hardy's been using the past couple years and whatnot, so. Yeah, because of course. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh, so, right. All right. So. I got one for you. You just you were talking about memes. I already seen uh, a perfect one to describe what you just talked about. So it's Matt Hardy. It's the Vince faces, right? You know, uh, this is good. This is good. And then he's falling over his chair. And it was like a picture yeah, of Lucha yeah, Underground. Yeah. It was a picture of Lucha Underground. It's like I don't get it. I don't get it or whatever. And then it's finally uh, their match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's 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 obvious who who influenced this. But you know, again. What a fucking what a, what a match, and it definitely hid the weaknesses that Undertaker has now. Right, it took them eight hours to film that because Taker had to keep taking breaks and uh, was having breathing issues and whatnot. So, well, you, you know, this 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 was this was Roadhouse, the wrestling match, the movie. Right, exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, the number one thing I really hope about this though is. If, Cal- if if Mark Calloway insi- insists on still being involved, this is how we get Undertaker versus Sting. Right, and um, Devon was on the or not Devon, goddamn drugs, drugs. Bowie, Bowie Ray was on the bump earlier this week, and one of the main ideas he talked about is Sting versus Undertaker, and the pop that shit got was like, whew, I love goddamn Mark. This is the only way that match can really happen. And it, and it not be a shit fest, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that was, that was night one of WrestleMania too big for one night. Uh, there were, there were a lot of really disappointing, uh, 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 matches in this, this, this night that I was not expecting to be so bad. Right, that all got washed away because of the last match. Yes, the Boneyard definitely, whether you loved it or you hated it, you definitely fucking paid attention to it. Right. So, moving into night two, we start with... Okay, hold on. Let's. I guess we should, should we do a grade from each night or just do a final grade of the overall show? Um. Yeah, probably final grade because I, 
Because, like, what would it be? You know, fucking D plus night one, and then, you know. I was going to give it at least a C minus. There were some, there were some entertaining moments. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Romero gives it a D plus. You gave it a C minus. Yep. Romero says D plus. Yeah. Jubek says C minus. Not, not. Right. Those are passing grades, but that's nothing to be proud of. Right. So, moving on. Night two. Liv Morgan and Natalia are our kickoff match. And this was a match that happened. That's, man, that's I love I Liv Morgan, man. She she has improved so much. And I, I, I'm popular with her opinion here. I feel like she's the most improved member of the Riot Squad since they uh, disbanded and whatnot, you know? Speaking of them, why have we not gotten their blow-off match? Well, we kind of got somewhat in the the Elimination Chamber match, but it was just a big uh, Shayna Baszler push. Yeah, exactly. No, what 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 that should have been, if I can fantasy book for a second, the first three people involved in the Women's Elimination Chamber should have been the Riot Squad. They should have been given about 10 mm-hmm. minutes, 15 minutes to just finish their story before Shayna came in and wrecking balled everybody. But that's me fantasy booking. I don't write this shit or else I'd be a lot more rich. Truth. So, back to what I said, Liv Morgan and Natalia, this was a match that happened. I don't really have anything I can say about it other than that it happened. And that's sad for Natty. Uh, you know, she's she moved into this gatekeeper role, but I'd like to see her get one more major run with the title and then have her just retire, go to the Performance Center and train people, because Natty's so fucking good in the ring. Right, I completely agree with uh, the having her train people and whatnot role. Um and I'm not sure, like, I know TJ is, like, a writer and does behind-the-scenes shit, so I'm not sure, sure what sure what uh, show he's involved oh, with and whatnot. But, poor fucking you know, TJ. Oh, right. I loved his run with Cesaro, man, so God Everybody damn. did. Everybody did. Right. It, 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 it shouldn't have ended the way it did, but it, we can, we can definitely talk about that for almost an hour into itself. But <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. The next match, NXT Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, I guess I'll make the first joke. I'll make the first joke. I I, I, I don't understand why they had to scream the way they did. It, it sold it. It really did sell it. But as everyone has already commented, if, you're, if your neighbors didn't know you were watching wrestling, they thought you were watching porn. Right, for real. Close your eyes, jerk off to that shit. Let's go. Hey, yo, Rhea Ripley's fucking hot. I'm sorry. Uh, Charlotte kind of has a huge body, <laughs> but I have always, I've always been attracted to Rhea Ripley. I feel like Charlotte was unattractive, and then Shayna Baszler came into the scene, and it was all like, okay, I guess, you know what, Charlotte's kind of fine. You caught me on that one, dog. Shit. Okay, so this match was fucking amazing. I knew it was going to be good. Right. Oh, such a, right. a palate cleanser from Shayna Baszler and Becky. We and Charlotte Flair went out here, and they... So many hard hitting right. spots, and naturally, it, it, it was it, it was a flare kind of thing where the leg got worked to work it, to, to push into the, the figure eight. I really am surprised with this finish, though. I didn't think that they were going to job out Rhea to Charlotte. Uh, we'll talk about this match, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up some information that I was given afterward that makes it make more sense. But go ahead and tell me what you thought about this match. All right, well, so my initial thoughts here, uh, I was cheering Charlotte the whole time and thought Charlotte was going to win. 
um, simply because I've been watching wrestling my whole fucking life. And what I mean by that is uh, Vince always repeats the same patterns and formula. Um, similar how he sent Natty down to NXT to help get Charlotte over, he's now sending Charlotte down there to help get over Rhea Ripley and uh, oh, what's the other one? God damn it, fucking drugs. The one with the hair. The one there. You could say Keegan Knox. You could say Candice LeRae. You could say Mia Yip. There's a lot of dream matches that we're going to get. Right. That's very true. Regardless of uh, my stoner moment and forgetting the name, she's, she's going to go down there to help push uh, talent over, similar to how Natty was sent down there. You know, that's just how I, I, did, I, so. I agree with that, but I still didn't think that they would pull a trigger on that because Vince loves the idea of having Charlotte front center. He is... She is his focal point. Becky's the one we all love, but come on now. Charlotte is his golden girl. And she will right. surpass her father. It won't be Cena right. who breaks the record. It'll be Charlotte. And that's who fucking deserves it. Well, not to, like, politic and bring up egos here, but technically I couldn't see Charlotte Flair be, being willing to, you know, lose two WrestleManias in a row. You know, she... That's true well, as well. She, she 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 definitely broke her her losing streak. I didn't. I, I thought about that as well. Right. So I, you know, I I kind of get it from that aspect, and I get the business side. You know, regardless, easily top three matches of the night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the best, one of the better women's matches I've seen in in, in a very long time. Uh, right. Truth. R- Rhea Ripley came out looking like a million dollars. She in losing, is going to do better because I really feel like she's going to be the one who takes the belt back from Charlotte and runs the Queen out of NXT. Mm, we'll definitely see. Um, yeah, I'm not but, taking anything away from her. But now here's here's the reason why uh, this is also some information that I was given before I had even made up my mind about this match. Um, evidently, part of the reason why Rhea had lost the title was because her visa had expired, and she's back in Australia, right. New Zealand, right. whatever. Right, Sorry, and like uh, your Kiwi fans. Right, <laughs> and like due to the coronavirus and whatnot, you know, it's not going to be a priority uh, with the people there to get her back. As far and like by the people, I mean like the the authorities who deal with uh, the border and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. So. Again, it, it sucks that it had to happen the way it did, but it happened in a great fucking match, and she came out looking fantastic. And Charlotte is always going to be Charlotte, win or lose. Thanks. But the next match we get is Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley, and I'm going to say this right now, this was a match that was way better than it had any right to be. Right. That, that's the best way to describe it. Um, <laughs> like, it's like very silly. This should have been Elias versus Baron Corbin part two, but <laughs> right. it, it wasn't. It was it was very well performed, and hopefully this is also what finally seals the deal for the end of this Lana Bobby Lashley story. So the gimmick oh, for this right match so is over it. oh my god, the, the gimmick for this match is that Bobby Lashley is just so much stronger than Aleister Black, and of course he fucking is. Bobby Lashley looks like a real life Ninja Turtle from the Michael Bay movie. Thanks. So, uh, but he's got it sealed up. It looks like he's about to put Black away with the Dominator. And Lana jumps her stupid ass on the, the apron and screams, No! You spear him! 
which was a bad idea because that fear runs right into a black mask, and Bobby Lashley does the sleep job for Alistair Black. Right. Hit him with that Again. chicken it's done with. Yeah, man. You know, when I've, I've been a fan of Tommy End for a while before he became Alistair Black, and in the Indies, he always had he always used a double stop as his finish or, you know, some other similar spot. I wondered what they were going to give him when he made it to WWE, and I gotta say, I like the black mask. It, it, it strikes quickly. It can be done to anybody. It's believable when it lands, when it lands. I've seen a lot of bad ones. That, that match with fucking Lars Sullivan, the, the less uh, about that, the, the better. But when it yeah. connects, it's one of, it's a knockout punch and it's one of the mo- more devastating finishers in wrestling right now. Well, right. It's very similar to the Judas effect. It's that less is more. It's it's more or less based off the sell from the opponent rather than the move itself, you know. You're, abs- you're absolutely and pop, right. And the pop from the crowd, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's very well protected. I've, I, I, don't, I don't think but a few people have actually kicked out of it. Right. Yeah, it's and, protected uh, like the one-wing angel does. Oh, uh, God. Uh, I'm so I'm such a fan of the one wing angle, but we're not going to talk about that. So uh, <laughs> another another thing that really uh, I, I like about uh, Black is his gimmick. It's 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 you can do heel or face with it, and right. the talk was yeah. it was either going to be him or Drew McIntyre who was supposed to knock Brock Lesnar's face off. Hmm. I never and thought I would, of that, but, you know, it's believable because of, like, how the gimmick's felt. Exactly, and I would have been okay with either one. So, I guess you could call this the feel-good moment of the night. This is Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, goddamn, Dolph Ziggler, you should just retire. Oof. It's obvious that WWE does not value this guy at all. And this is me saying this as a fan. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Dolph Ziggler, but he's... He's an enhancement well, talent. Are you educated on his contract? I know he's making a shit ton of money to do what he does, but... Okay, so Dolph Ziggler is the only wrestler who is able to leave after his match. Vince makes everyone stay backstage, but Dolph Ziggler is allowed to leave as soon as his match is over, and he can head home for the night, um, and whatnot, just to make him happy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, wow. And he's been doing his I, I didn't realize it was such a sweetheart of a deal. But, wow, right. I, I, guess, I, guess, right. I guess that makes a little bit more sense. So, I'm I'm not a fan of Otis. Uh, I, I, I don't know why we need the wrestling equivalent of Chris Farley. <laughs> I, I think it's more or less for the, the children and, like, something for the feel-good moments, you know, that kind yeah, of shit. And, the, and, the and, and that's, that's, that's what we got here. We got... Uh, I don't understand the pairing of Dolph Ziggler and and Sonya Deville now though. What 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 did they have? Uh, just because they're bad guys is that is that why they're together now? Well, she she was uh, Mandy's like. Uh, I understand uh, why. That, yeah, I get that. But what I don't get is why is since everything's been exposed, why is she now hanging out with Dolph? Well, right. Yeah, we don't have anything written for you. We'll put you together. It'll be good shit. You know, it's just that. Yeah. Obligatory Vince impersonation. I'll, I'll take it. It's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Otis, the, the thing I I I, I want to like heavy machinery because both both of these men are fucking ridiculously athletic. Well, but, especially for their size. Especially for their size, 
And right. I'm going to go one further. It's sad that poor Tucker Knight is going to be the Marty Jannetty of this. Oof, that's the truth. <laughs> it's, that's all I know how to spit, spit about wrestling, that is the truth. So, right, facts. This this was this was a good match. The, the, I'm not gonna have to. I'm, we're not gonna go spot for spot because it's not worth it. But uh, it right. looks like uh, Mandy Rose is gonna come out, and it looks like she might be getting involved. And sends to quote my to quote Brian Zane sends uh, Ziggler to Dick Kick City, and uh, <laughs> Otis hits the, the Caterpillar and picks up the, the win and. Gets to make out with Mandy Rose, which I'm sure she probably got paid a couple extra hundred dollars for that one. Oh. She's lucky. Otis is a catch, my man. <laughs> Otis is a catch. This, there are a lot of people who are comparing this moment to Liz and Macho Man, and I bet money if there was a crowd. <laughs> right. Fucking right. But if, if there was a crowd, I guess I could see the relation, but Man, that's like I, I can't see that comparison. I'm not okay with that. I compare it to Mark Henry and uh what what was the old lady's name that he had the hand with? Oh god, May Young. Oh rest yeah, in peace, so I, May I Young. compare it to that. It's, it's more of that in my personal opinion, but yeah. So the next match was Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match and Oof. Dream I don't man. think anybody. I don't think anybody expected to sign up for a tour of the Performance Center. A second time. A second time, but I'm going to say this. I knew going into this, this wasn't going to be a wrestling match. I knew that this, this, this honestly could have been shot the same way you did the Boneyard match, and it would have been better. I'm not right, saying right. that. I, I'm not saying that I hated it because it's fucking Edge and it's it's Edge on my TV again. So, right, and that's auto, that's automatically a solid B before we go any further. Right, but Easily. yeah, it was it was just kind of it was it was a movie fight scene. You know, they they threw a lot of punches and kicks, and there were some kind there were some spots, but it wasn't really a wrestling match per se. Right, I'm pretty sure it clocked in at 47 minutes. It did go long. I felt like right. this one prob- this probably could have been cut off at about 25, and it would have been a lot better. Right, just the same. You know, like, like honestly, I'd rather have Edge have a little more longevity, but if he's going to keep wrestling like this, you know, how many more matches do we have, you know? Well, I mean, if, if memory serves me correctly, from what the contract, from what everyone had said the contract had said was that he would be, Getting a, a schedule similar to Lesnar, he's going to perform three or four times a year. So we'll probably uh, okay. see Edge. We'll, we'll probably see Edge pop up, you know, every now and then. But I don't want to be like this. I'd be okay with watching him have actual wrestling matches because if you watch that documentary, oh god damn, that twenty four documentary. I have no right. problem admitting I, I cried like a bitch when him and Beth were in the ring wrestling together. Yep. Like, that was one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen. I, I made a meme for, I, I, I made a meme for the Walmart page. That I took a picture of Beth and Edge, and I said, everybody's trying to get that Joker and Harley love. I want that. I want, uh, these are my relationship goals. And it was a picture of Edge and Beth. You know, and like, like I said, yes, like, I recall. that motherfucker was a deep field. That was, if, if, if you didn't watch it, you should have. 
Right, and by God, I, I, I also, like, before we go any further, I want to note uh, the build-up to the, this match, the promos we got from Randy Orton. Easily, I heard people say one of Randy Orton's top three promos right there against some, Beth Phoenix. Some, some of his best work. Some of his best right, work in a very long time. In a long time. Right. I even like the fact that he kind of started at fuck you by being dressed like the cameraman and sliding in and catching that RKO out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. This, 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 the classic wrestling. There were a lot of very interesting spots, but this was, this was just kind of too fucking long. Right. Way too long. But, again, I enjoyed it, so I'm not going to call it bad. So after this, we get Mojo Raleigh running out with the 24-7 championship. Uh, uh, man, fast forward to who cares? Gronk is the new 24-7 champion. Pretty much. Whatever. I get it. Okay. It's business. Right. This is, this is, this is another match that we're getting to, the Raw Tag Team Championship. Uh, this is another victim of Corona Mania. This is, what the fuck is the point of this match? Yes, the Street Profits against uh randomly thrown together tag team. Angel Garza and Austin Theory. And here's the thing, both of those kids are real fucking talented. But this this just no build up. No I mean unless you want to say that the build up was that Montez Ford was pissed off that Austin Theory didn't catch him the Monday before when he botched that fucking cross or that that, that launch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, Dude, he sounded like wet steak hitting concrete. Right. Oh, my God. That's the truth, though. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this, is, this is another match that happened. Right, exactly. It was just there. It was filler. Um, you know, it was you wanna... Vince maybe promised them their WrestleMania moment and didn't want to take it away. I'm not sure. <sighs> I, I guess. I get to do a little bit more heel shit here because I guess I, I'm the heel here. I don't like the Street Profits. I I, I want to like them, but the, I, they're they're crime time without the racism. <laughs> uh, you're so right. It's been more of like, oh, we'll we'll just have the African Americans do this. What's hip right now? What's, What's their hip right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but Montez Ford is basically like. Ain't no one said it's purple dragon that cup, but what's in that cup, yo? Right. Yep. Cheap pops. That's what's in that yep. cup. Cheap pops. That's what's in that cup. Well said, my friend. So. Right. I'm not. I really. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about this match. Other than you know, we now have uh, Bianca Belair makes her debut in uh, the, the WWE. She's probably, I guess, no, no now no longer in NXT. You, y'all can't see it, but I'm doing the sign of the cross right now. Right. I'm so Jewish. that was the that was the name <laughs> that was the name I was trying to think of. Uh, Charlotte was going down there to help get Bianca Blair down, but then we found out the next night that she's debuting uh, with her husband and whatnot, and or fiance. I'm not sure if they're married or not, but um, I I, I think they're acting. So the only way I'm okay with this this storyline they're doing is this essentially if An- if, if Angelo Dawkins goes all Hulk Hogan. And Montez Ford goes all macho man. Oh, that'd be a good one, dude. That'd be really good, actually. Right. I just want to see. I just want to see him recut Savage's promo talking about I can see lust in your eyes. Well, especially if they throw in like an intercontinental belt or something, you know, that would make it. You know, make, 
make it matter because I don't care about them as the Raw Tag Team Champions. I love it, man. I pop every time they go out in the crowd. I'd be fucking jiving back and forth and shit. Ugh. Gets me going. Well, that's good, man. That's, that's, that's why I said that's why I love wrestling, man. Everybody has what they want. Right. SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina versus Naomi. You know, um, fuck, man. I wanted to really love Bailey's heel turn. I wanted to love it so much. When she came out and killed the Bailey buddies, I was so fucking happy. And I, I, I liked what they were doing. And I just, I just don't care anymore. Right. But like you just said, honestly, when's the last time you popped for her other than that, her destroying the buddies, you know? Yeah. And, and I felt like the underlying story here should have been her and Sasha. Why have we still not had the match that you know is going to be fantastic? Bailey, Bailey right. has been in so many subpar women's matches since her call up that I can't even remember. I'm going to have to go back and watch the Iron Man match just to remember how fucking good she really is. Yeah, pretty much. All, right, all the NXT days. I, yeah. What I would like to know about this is, uh, speaking on, like, the empty arena, if anyone's shook by the empty arena and showing it the most, it's Bailey, and that's their champion. I can't let you know, my champion be fucking see-through. You are absolutely right. And And another thing about this is, I don't care about Lacey Evans. She oh, is not. I love her. Then they need to. Then they need to pull the trigger on her. If that's who they want to have this belt, then they need to quit pussyfooting around and do it. Because the last time I gave a shit about her was when she was coming out shooting money out of her little gun at Money in the Bank last year. Well, I feel she's very business and for the company. How uh when her and Natty are the ones that went overseas recently, like there had to be a reason Vince is pushing her over the other various diva talent he has, you know. So there's going to be uh, something planned. I think it's because she has the military background that he knows is going to be a built-in babysitter. Ah, nice. Right, she pops. It's like Cena. Yep, McMahon knows what he's doing sometimes. So, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, this match... Allegedly. Yeah, so this match again happened. Personally, more fantasy booking, this would have been the perfect time to bring back Nia Jax. Yes, right. Give the belt to Tamina. Tamina's okay partner comes out. Yeah, just have a wrecking ball, everybody. You know what I mean? And and why haven't we got that match either? Why haven't we got Tamina versus Nia? Uh, I I, I guess because it would be a, a botch fest, but that's just me being a prick. Uh, I can't even remember. The, I can't even. Re- I, I can't even remember the ending to this, other than I think Bailey beat Naomi. Finally. I think Bailey did a roll up, like a, a schoolboy or something. It was some. I, no, basically, she, no, not memorable. Do you remember the original Dirty Deeds that Ambrose used to do? Yes. She does something similar, but she traps their arm in her leg oh, yes, before yes, she yes, does yes. it, and it just looks horrible. I don't. I I don't know what she's trying to do out there with her AJ Styles haircut and whatnot. And oh, it's, yeah, just, the, it's not working for me. Uh, yeah, no, no, no one cares that you want to talk to everybody's manager, Karen. Right. Yeah. Right. That. Right there. And like, it, there should have like basically what you said more emphasis on her and Sasha Banks and that those two, you know, getting into it. But you know, he protected and them, we, and they're still friends, and blah blah blah. 
and we, yeah, and we still haven't had that. And this match should have been a great way to move into it. It wasn't. Bailey wins. Yawn. Take a piss. Who cares? Uh, the next match is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen in a pro wrestling ring. Ever. 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 Right. Easily. Like, like fucking ever. And by that intro, you know that I'm talking about the Firefly Funhouse between John Cena and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Rest in peace, John Cena. Rest in peace, John Cena. Man. When he came out wearing them fucking ruthless aggression trunks, I lost my mind. Oh, it was top fest for sure. Everything, every bit of it was just so much fan service to all the things that all of us marks have been saying about Cena forever. They peel back the curtain. Even if it's not true, even if it's not true, as far as WWE is concerned, that shit is now fucking in storyline. Well, so, like, I would like to start with, uh, I'm cool to see that Cena can take a fucking joke, you know? Yes. And, right. and another thing, I'm, I'm going to say this, I kind of wish Bray Wyatt would follow Cena to Hollywood, because if this didn't show that Wyndham Rotundo is an amazing actor, Right, my God, and, like, um, I was reading that Bray Wyatt helped write all this, and he was there during the entire video editing session, you know, he was the mastermind behind the entire thing. He needs to make a horror movie, is basically yes, what I walked does. away from so, doing this, right. Let's, let, let's, let's just take it from hit to hit, man. So we get, we get the return of Ruthless Aggression Cena, and he can't say anything other than Ruthless Aggression. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got one move. You got one the bitch slap, and, and then the oh god, Johnny Large Meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they were cutting on the the Hogan promo from uh, one of the first Manias. Yeah, Bray Wyatt doing his best '80s fucking coked up fucking wrestler impersonation, and so was Cena. And he had in right. he sprinkled in moments of Macho Man and Warrior and and Hogan and. It was just so fucking meta, and then from right. that we get the re- we get the return of the Doctor of Thugonomics, which is I'm gonna admit it, my favorite Cena. That was when I became a Cena fan. Was the Doctor of Thugonomics? Well, right. our generation easily pops hard for that Cena. That's the one we grew up on, you know, not the yeah. TVPJ one. Yeah, and and it was like it was like for a second he started to get the best of Wyatt with the with the promos because. Right, Wyatt doesn't do good when people make fun of him. Right, the punchlines and whatnot, too. You know, real hip-hop. And then to have that fucking turn him back into cult leader Bray Wyatt, man. Oh, oh my Game God. Over. Game fucking over. And and then he's telling, he's telling him, hit me with the chair. He wants him to hit him with the chair like he should have seven years ago. And he right. swings and Bray vanishes. Did you notice that Huskus the Pig had on his NXT shirt? No, I did not. Not, not. not NXT, but Nexus. Oof, man. Yep. So, man, so Cena, why can take Cena's a on top of, Yep, exactly. So Cena's on top of poor Huskus the Pig, and you know that's a reference to Cena destroying the Nexus, right? Right. Oh, yeah, right. Barry, motherfucker's doing what he does, you know. What he does. Yeah. and, and but, Which but I am ending, a fan of Cena. I am. I'm a fan of John Cena. When he's in there right, with, a, with, with a great opponent, he's still fantastic. Go back and watch his shit with AJ Styles. But in all of that, 
when when the fiend finally appears and and, and he's got Cena wrapped up for the sister Abigail and and the, the the promo that Cena cut about ending the most overrated overhyped superstar ever and it zooms in on John Cena that's right. that's 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 fucking gold. Genius. I, right. I was I'm gonna say this and I I probably shouldn't incriminate myself but. I did some acid the first night because I knew the show wasn't going to be that great. And I'm telling you, Ooh. watching the Firefly, watching the Firefly Funhouse, I wish I would have waited for night two. Allegedly, did acid. <laughs> <laughs> this is purely speculation at the moment. Pure, purely speculation. So Bray Wyatt counts three as the fiend puts the mandible claw on John Cena. And if this wasn't the best way to ride Cena off into Hollywood, I don't know what was. Right, you know, and it uh, finally gave Wyatt what he wanted and needed. Yeah, and they're already pushing Wyatt at Strowman. So I Ooh. guess we get we, we get to fucking just erase what happened in Saudi Arabia. Right. <laughs> he took an L for the company, basically. He did, and it, and and this moment, this will never, this will not not be, this will never not be talked about as far as as wrestling. This, is, well, this right. is the final, yeah, this is the final deletion, the Boneyard match, and the Firefly Funhouse. That's, that's how the shit is supposed to be done. Right. For how bad a lot of the pay-per-view was, there was some, like you just said, classic wrestling moments that are going to stick out forever. Forever. We will see, we will see that shit in video packages forever. Right. Easily. So, the next match, this is this is another one of those where the crowd not being there, it it, it god damn this was not fair for Drew McIntyre. This was At all. not My not god. fair for God damn Drew. Finally the, you 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 fulfill the chosen one prophecy to a crowd of no one. Yeah. Depressing man. So Brock Lesnar does his thing. He comes in and he hits F5 after F5. And Drew McIntyre is the only person besides Roman Reigns that's kicked out of more than two F5s now. That's right. it. Not, not even Undertaker made it past three. Drew took four. And here's Wait. the thing. It, it's funny because this is exactly what happened with Strowman and Lesnar. But, hey, guess what? I fucking enjoyed this one. Well, right. Lesnar did what he had to do to make Drew look like a main eventer and like the the man, you know. Brock and that, and that protected. That last Claymore when Lesnar was getting up. Oh man, that was a fucking gunshot. Right. Oh my God. Truth. And I'm, I'm also too. I'm also glad. Oh yeah, that was something. When 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 Drew kicked out at one, Heyman, you could hear him screaming on the outside. He's really good. He's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we 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 don't deserve Paul Heyman. We really don't. Not but but man, like Drew McIntyre, just he 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 did so good, and he deserved this. And uh, one, two, three. After three Claymores, Brock Lesnar is no longer your WWE champion. And thank God. The one, thank God. The one thing Drew did that did touch me as a fan was when he looked at the camera and he pointed and he said, this is for all of you. That's, I guess that's as close as it gets for, for what, for, for Drew. Right. 
I mean, do, do you have anything else you want to add? Like, man. The, so, at, at this side note, two of three members of 3MB have now held that title. So, you know what you need to do, Vince. <laughs> He's got kids, man. Right. And that's all I'm going to say on that. But yes, the match so, itself was decently entertaining, and uh, Brock did a phenomenal job of making Drew look awesome and powerful. And, and he looked like when Brock gives a fuck about the results or the right. match, you can tell. Great. You can right. tell. And and that's why I'm such a that's why I'm such a hater of him now is because I remember SmackDown Brock Lesnar. You, you know what I mean? Right, doing flips and fucking breaking necks and all that shit. I mean, we could talk was, about uh, that, but I was, I was just, just, just the matches he had with Kurt Angle, the matches he had with The Undertaker, uh, and that's why this version of Lesnar, I'm over. And, and if it goes away for a couple years, I'm okay with that. Bye. Right, we need to make him a spectacle again, not just this fucking, you know, like, if if he comes back and he just starts like killing people again, it can it's gonna demean the whole Drew McIntyre thing. Well, I don't want him anywhere near the world title picture. If he comes back, I, I want the again. Bobby Lash. I want the Bobby Lashley match. That's the only thing I want to see, and I want it real. That would, that would I want good. it real. I want it real. Let's go for all. Shit out of each other. Yeah, let's, let's, let's oh, no. uh-uh. <laughs> Stop, bro. Bing. Imagine if there was a, a a bing every time he said bro. Oh my god! Or take you know a shot I, every time he's in for. Do you know what I realized about watching that that episode of Dark Side of the Ring? My, justification, my justification of my hatred for Vince Russo is one hundred percent accurate. What a fucking douchebag! What a what a like when he's sitting there talking about how he didn't think these things. He didn't, how could you not fucking know that shit was gonna happen? So he came on the busted open the following mo- morning and whatnot, and he basically said he was just doing what he had to do to get ratings for that Monday night. And that doesn't make it any better, and I'm not justifying anything, but, you know, he was stri- strictly thinking from a writer's aspect rather than a wrestling aspect. We're all goddamn marks, you know what I'm saying? He's just a fucking a writer. And that's why Vince Russo has no business being involved in wrestling because, uh, unfortunately, right. I'll say this, the marks who are involved in wrestling are the ones who make it far. The edges, right. you know, the fucking, the Randy Orton's, the people who love the business. Well, it's basically what JR said, one's selling the sizzle and one's selling the fake, you know. And you kind of need both. Right. And, that, and that's, and that's why, that's why Cornette and, and, and Russo are, so antiquated is because they've forgotten that you need both. But right, exactly. So, so got way far off track. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's, 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 that's okay, man. That's kind of what I wanted to happen. So, right, right. I guess the overall grade between both shows is I have to give WrestleMania 36 too big for one night a B minus. Night two, um, or overall. Overall, I'm 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 grading I'm grading on a curve. Overall, C plus probably for me. Damn, you really burying it. All right, so yeah. that's that's yeah that's that's pretty much everything I wanted to fucking accomplish with this. Uh, 
I want to thank you again for wasting your time and fucking talking about wrestling with me, brother. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's no problem, my man. You know, I got you all Um, I hope to come be back in the future, you know. Absolutely. I will definitely have you back on here. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out right. something. Uh, I just, I like to bullshit about wrestling. But hey, Marks, if you fucking enjoyed this and you enjoy the Walmart Facebook page, this is the official Walmart podcast. And I am the Jewback signing the fuck off.